You are listening to Your First 100K, the number one podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners who want time freedom and financial freedom so that they can provide for their families, travel the world, and give back to the less fortunate. If that's you, then sit back and stay tuned in because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Joseph Warren. I started my first multi-million dollar business at age 19 and wasted away my 20s trying to find happiness through money, success, and pleasure. I made millions, but I still didn't feel happy or fulfilled until I learned the real secrets of success. So the big question is this, how can Christian entrepreneurs like us who didn't give up on our dreams build a highly profitable six to seven figure business without being unethical, doing it all ourselves and neglecting our family and our faith? Well, that is the question. And this podcast will give you the solutions and strategies you've been looking for. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you're new here, then welcome. I have a free 10-day training waiting for you over at first100k.com. Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. Today, my featured guest is Krista Martin, and she is the president and founder of Make Your Mark. As a sought-after speaker and business mentor, she teaches coaches how to build and scale their coaching business in a sustainable, simple way. Simple is the key here today, people. I like simple. Do you like simple? I think our brains like to complicate everything. Oh, 200%. Yeah, then we procrastinate. It's overwhelming. We don't want to do it. But business is actually simple. At least the principles of business are simple. The work is hard. Okay. Listen, for all you moms out there who had babies, you know what hard's like? Come on, we're built for it. Let's go. All right. So Krista, I don't know where that pregnancy comment came from. I think it's because my wife is pregnant and uh, we're delivering in a month. So (laughs) that's probably it. Uh, Yeah, baby number three on the way. Let's go. All right. So Krista, thank you. Krista is the founder of the Six Figure Impact Academy and takes a stand for helping her clients build multiple six-figure businesses. Spending more than 12 years in corporate America, she has an extensive business marketing and sales experience. Uh, She built and sold her first side business, built a seven-figure coaching business, and now enjoys helping her clients build their businesses that fit into their life instead of the other way around. She supports homeless animals and shelters with the goal of helping all pets live in a happy and healthy home. There's her heart side of her entrepreneurship. Everybody's got a cause, something we're supporting. All right, Krista, welcome to your first 100K Top 100 Podcast in Entrepreneurship. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And um, in fact, you know, really talking about the homeless animals, even starting there is such an important thing because that's what really, one of the things that really helped me to grow too, was having a cause that was bigger than me, that it wasn't just about Krista Martin, that it was actually about making a bigger impact. But um You know, I do like to share that I sold drugs for a while as well. They were the legal drugs. So (laughs) they were. That was a good hook. (laughs) Marketing right there. My eyes went big. I'm like, not that kind of show, Krista. (laughs) That's a different time. And, you know, the first side business we had too was my husband and I built it, and it was a margarita machine 
rental business because we thought you should be able to make money doing what you love and we love drinking margaritas and so it was all kinds of excitement but all right um, so we got a marketer on the show here she sold drugs she sold alcohol <laughs> now she's helping pets and business owners like yourself crystal let's get into it take a minute share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know Oh, that is a really great question. Um, the personal piece would be, oh, this is, I don't know why this is oh, stumping me so much. I stumped um, you. You totally did. I think for me, it would be, and this is me just being totally transparent and vulnerable too, Perfect. is that That's what we I like. still, yeah, work on all the mindset, every single piece that I worked on, you know, at the first six figures. And so I think sometimes people are put up on this pedestal that they did A, B, and C. So now they're perfect or they're fixed. And it's the same stories that I work through that I would say everybody, you know, making the first hundred K is, is dealing with too. It just shows up in different ways and it's the ability to deal with it and, and recognize it. But to me, it's um, the, the ongoing adventure that we get to deal with. So really just wanting to pull back the veil that, or maybe dismantle some people's expectations that they think they they hit a certain level of success and everything, you know, their mind stops telling them why they need to go back to corporate or that kind of thing. <laughs> and it's still there. I agree completely. I think as long as the world is fire hosing us with lies about ourselves and others, what we can do, what we can't do, what we're made for, what we're called to, etc. As long as we got all that head trash, like you can knock it out of your head, like dump it all out, uh, you know, at different moments in your life. But then more is coming in, more is coming at you. So it, it is yeah. a process. I think it's a continual process of, uh, you know, eliminating the head trash as you go through life. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Oh, 200%. And I mean, there have been times in my office right now, it's set up and we have a window over here, but there have been times where I've literally pushed myself, challenged myself so much that I was in a ball you know, between the desk and the window, just really, I mean, and I know that sounds like really crazy, but, but that's where it felt safe, you know, in that moment. And I was like, okay, I'm going to push myself a little bit beyond my growth edge, like a couple miles beyond it. And what I, I just did, but also noticing we gotta, we have to figure out where our growth edge is. So we know where to, to play, you know, where we stretch. And that's going to, yeah, that's going to make you a good coach. You know, it'd be like, teach your clients. Let me teach you the curl up in a ball technique. Okay. <laughs> yes. This is exactly what you want to do multiple <laughs> times a day. Scare yourself to death. Oh yes. my goodness. All right. What are we getting into today? Take us back in time. Uh, tell us your first 100 K story, how you broke the six figures in this business that you're in right now. Um, what was it like? Like bring us through year one, like what scared the heck out of you? Where did you stop? Where did you hesitate? How'd you push through it? Let's go. Yes. Yes. And so this is one of my favorite points to, to think about and reflect on because I actually had a couple of years pre six figure. I was selling drugs, working full time as I was building my business and I did everything wrong. Meaning that I sent out my one email to my probably four, you know, subscribers at the time, probably my mom, the cat, you know, those kind of people on my email list. And that was all I was doing was a bare minimum. And I had one or two clients and I was hiding. I wasn't being visible and I was scared to death. And when I was let go 
from my corporate job, I actually had, I probably brought in about $40,000 in my business up to that point um, in, in the past 12 months. And at that moment was really a do or die moment. And what I mean by that is I was let go. They gave me one week severance. So I like to say I waved at them with one finger and it wasn't my pointing finger that you see here to say, thanks a whole lot for, you know, all that time. But in a moment of strength that I didn't know where it came from, my husband asked me and just like normal husbands do, you know, Carrie, are you going to apply for unemployment? What are you going to do? And I said, no, I'm not, I'm going to make too much. And, and it's not going to, you know, I don't need to apply for unemployment. I literally looked behind me because I thought, who in the heck just said that? Because I don't know that I can make enough, you know, to, to cover our bills and expenses and everything. So what I did in a week moment actually helped me. I believe I printed the unemployment papers and they literally sat next to me the way my desk was set up on the printer. It was right next to me. And every day I chose not to fill that out. Every day I sat down at my desk and it was the, whether I was aware of it or not, I saw the papers and I chose to focus on my business instead. I love this startup nation. Like this is deliberate defiance against mediocrity. Yes. Like she had a choice every day. Look down. Hey, collect unemployment. It's the easy path of the easy, whatever, least resistance. And every day she defiantly said no to mediocrity like that's huge please continue thank you for saying that and you know and, and of course i feel like that we always get tests too to say are you really committed are you really committed you know so recruiters would call with different jobs and i really had to and it was scary i mean i'm not going to say oh i just was you know strong in every moment and like this is always it there was the moments of doubt, but I always, it was really going back to that, that decision that, nope, I'm not going to waste their time and my time on a, in a conversation about, you know, going back to a, a, a job because I knew where I needed to be. And that year, one of the things that I focused on was one of my superpowers is focus. And so I just, I'm like a, I want to say a dog with a shoe in their mouth. We have a dog that literally will not let go of the shoe, but so very, you very can focused. focus, focus so good, so well until you curl up in a ball on the floor because <laughs> you overfocus. Is that correct? That was overfocus. Yes. And that was just saying, just do it. Who cares about all your fears and like just mm -hmm. jump off the cliff when maybe a cliff wasn't necessary. But, so how'd you get uh, started? Like, what did you, what's your first step in your head back then? You're looking at unemployment papers and then. Most people have that overwhelm going on and they can't think clearly, like, what's my first move? What's the next right move? What'd you do? That's really where, and actually one of my first systems was born. I also love systems. So you might hear me share about those, but I realized that building your business for me and especially people in the online space was about three core things, knowing who my person was, my ideal client where they are. So what's my marketing plan and then having that offer. And those were the only things that I let myself focus on was how do I get in front of my ideal client who is a coach. And at that time I said, okay, I don't have an audience. You know, everybody has these huge email lists. I was just still starting, um, had my four relatives on my email list. And so I asked myself the question, who's already gathering my person? And for me, one of the places, one of the very first places that came up was the International Coach Federation. So it's an association that gathers my ideal client. So the next question I asked myself was, how do I offer amazing over-the-top value for them? 
And then I started offering webinars and my goal, self-imposed goal that I, I gave myself was to have at least one webinar that I was doing for them on a monthly basis. They had chapters throughout, not only the US, but actually through the world. And they actually were looking for speakers because they had an ongoing continuing education program they were putting together. They needed to educate coaches. So it was a win-win. And I guarantee there's a million other associations, a million other groups that gather coaches. That was just the first one that popped into my brain. How did you so, get in? How did you have the credibility? Why'd they say yes to you? That I mean, that's a big hurdle for a lot of people. Yes. Thank you for asking that and pointing that out because I know my brain sometimes just jumps pieces to pieces of the story too. And I am in a, or a trained or a coach, certified coach, and I'm actually certified through the ICF. So it was a place where I had instant credibility. And what I want to share though, too, is one of my clients is he works with leaders um, and his background was in supply chain management. So we did a similar thing for him in that we went to the Institute of Supply Chain Management and he spoke at all their conferences. He got in front of the ideal person in that way, even though some of his ideal clients are there and you know there are also clients that aren't supply chain management, but there's always a gem I found in your past where you have credibility that you probably poo-pooed it and said that doesn't matter, that doesn't count, but go where you have relevance, you know, and just be the big fish in the small pond. And that's exactly what I did. And my business grew that year from $40,000 to 220. And it, and I say that not to brag, but to make people's brains wiggle, because I know that's, that's part of our goal here. And I was formerly in corporate. So I like to say I was institutionalized and I was <laughs> trained that it had to be, your growth has to be slow. It has to be incremental. You know, you bust your butt, maybe you can get a 3% raise. And so I had to break that own story for myself. And I share that as a way to help other people break a story that may be limiting them too, that I made 30. Now I can make 40 if I really work hard and you can go so much faster and further if you want to, but it really was that laser focus. I like it. All right. Startup nation. You getting some ideas here. Come on. You're getting inspired. Start thinking through this right here. Krista, there's someone listening right now that says, I don't have uh, any past relevance uh, in the industry I'm headed into. Uh, there's nothing that is connected. I'm totally leaving industries. I'm starting something fresh and new and exciting, following my passion, my calling, etc. cetera. Uh, what do I do? Like, what's, what's the first step for me? How do I find my client? What do you recommend for them? You probably had a client like this, if you could share a story. Yes. And... One of the things that's amazing is people automatically, I call it your knee jerk. No, meaning we automatically say, no, that won't work for me. No, that won't, you know, or no, I can't invest in myself till I'm a billionaire, whatever the story is and noticing those. And usually people will say, I don't have a network. I don't have, you know, I can't speak. And then we look and we're like, well, you don't have to have a huge network. You just have to have some people in your network. Or if you really legitimately were just born yesterday and had nobody that you've ever spoken to, go out and network at networking meetings. Go out where your person hangs out and be present at, you know, association gatherings, at, um, you know, lunch and learns. There's always people gathering and go be a presence and offer value. Talk to people, ask questions. You could build your network to be way bigger than, you know, someone who's been a professional networker their whole life. But you have to be willing. I like to say we get to go first and that we don't wait. 
you know, whether you believe in God or the universe, or I know everybody has different terms. A lot of times we wait for like a check to show up in the mail and say, Krista, here's your first 10K month. It's this check and it's this, you know, perfectly all this thing. It never shows up that way. Never. It always shows up in a wildly better way, but we get to go first, meaning you get to go out and show and take action and go to that, you know, associating meeting. reach out to one of your connections that's in that space and say, hey, who do you know that I should connect with and start having conversations, start finding ways to offer value and magic starts to happen. And I'll say, oh, all these opportunities randomly showed up and it's not random. It's because you were willing to go first and you don't have to know how or see the dots. In fact, just getting out there and having conversations is most of the time, the biggest hurdle. And once you start doing that one, you'll realize you kind of have fun. Even if you say you hate networking or you say you're an introvert, but you connect with people and people genuinely want to help people. All right. I want to shake it up just a little bit here. Okay. I'm going to throw you a curveball. You ready? I'm ready. I think. I think. Uh, we're going to do a hypothetical here. Okay. There's, there's a coach out there that says, man, I really want to raise my offer. Um, you know, I'm not at the six figure mark yet, uh, but I know I'm called to serve a higher ticket client, but they're all hanging out in these higher ticket type mastermind groups or conferences that I can't afford. I know where they're at. I don't know how to get access to them. Do you have a creative approach or possibility here for them? Maybe just if we're exploring, because I know there's people like this. I, I meet these people and they just feel stuck. They're like, I know what to do. I don't have the money to do it in order to get more money. Did that make sense the way I presented that? Yes. Yes, it absolutely does. Because there's head trash around that. There's There totally is head trash around that. And I like to give a totally different example in that when we were redoing our kitchen, we decided we wanted to remodel. And that's always a exploding bucket of expenses and unexpected surprises. But I, for some silly reason, thought that the money was supposed to be stacked up in a pile on my desk waiting for me. Like, here it is. Here's the 40000 whatever the estimate was. It's just like on a pile right next to me. And so I was waiting for it to be there. And that was me waiting for the, the universe God, you know, just to show me, look, it's right. But I had to say, ask myself the question, how can we find the money to renovate the kitchen. Well, and that how question opens our brain versus closing our brain. So I had ideas like we could sell our one of our cars, which I wasn't going to do, but you start getting ideas is the is where it comes from. I said, oh, we could do this. We could do that. And now all of a sudden there were solutions versus problems. And then I could move forward on a potential solution to, to find a way to, to be able to do that. And so many times we believe we have to wait till we have that money literally in a pile and I've never met someone that had the money in a pile on their desk, but instead to ask ourselves, how can we find the money? How can we creatively get in those rooms? How could we even get a scholarship? I mean, there's so many ways and those people go other places too. I'm fully confident, you know, that they go places that, that you can connect with them. All right. Startup Nation, I'm going to throw out a possibility for you, right? Because I've had this in the past in my own brain, right? And uh, so- Say there's a conference that you want to get into. It's all high ticket, but you can't afford it. It's $10,000 for this three-day conference, but it's all your clients there. And it's the only place you can find them other than LinkedIn, but you just can't figure out LinkedIn for the life of you, right? Like the rest of us, all right? So 
What could you do? You can't afford the ticket, but you know that your people are there. Well, could you afford a plane ticket? If you could afford a plane ticket, fly in, book an Airbnb close to the hotel, all right, the conference center, wherever it is, and then go make yourself available. Look up the schedule, the program details of the conference. Make yourself available during the breakouts when it's lunchtime and smoke breaks and all that stuff. When everyone pours out of the conference rooms and fills the lobbies of these hotels, which is public area, stand there. Say hi to people. It's like free access to all the attendees without paying the ticket price. Now, all you conference uh, organizers probably hate me for saying this, but this is a workaround. This is a workaround. The point is, get creative with your possibilities. I bet you've never thought of that possibility, but it's a very real possibility. And you could do this with multiple conferences across the country, couldn't you? Oh, absolutely. And you get to travel to cool places in the, you know, the side benefit. And what if you uh, land one high ticket client, yeah. right? They book, you get three people to book free uh, sessions with you. They jump on a call. One of them closes and you make the 10 grand off that client. Now you can afford the next uh, conference yes. if you want or afford to enter that mastermind group and have access to all of them. So the point yeah. that Chris is bringing up and hopefully I'm contributing to is there is always a possibility hidden yes. within every single problem in front of you. There's always a possibility. I just created one for you. Now, do you want to go do the work or not? Yeah. It's like, here it is. Here's the recipe. Go try this. You know, but then it is to your your exact point, the head trash. Well, it's not going to work. I won't blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, okay. You know, so noticing that, but I love the creativity. And I 200% agree. There's always, always, always a way if you're willing to look. Most people shut the door and don't even look. Just like, you know, I could have said, we're not doing the renovation you know, I don't have a pile of cash on my desk. Yeah, for sure. What was the number one marketing strategy that uh, helped you hit that uh, 200,000 uh, that first year out? It was speaking, just getting in front, offering immense value. I didn't have, I mean, I had spoken, I enjoy speaking, but it wasn't like I'm a, you know, well-trained keynote, whatever, but I just offered tons of value and then invited people to a conversation if they wanted to, to speak about working together. It wasn't a crazy sales pitch at the end. It was, Hey, let's have a conversation. Did you have any head trash around uh, the speaking part of it? Like, Am I really adding value? What value do I have to give? What if they don't like me? What if they hate me? What if they cancel me? Any of that? Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. Every day. And it just, and I even got to the point where I would say, well, I've done this same thing, the same webinar 10 times. So it felt so easy to me that my brain said, if it's easy, it can't be valuable. You know, you could do this in your sleep. My husband could probably recite it because he's heard it so many times. Isn't that funny? It's like you become an expert at something and then your brain says, oh, well, now that it's so easy for you, it must it's be terrible. <laughs> yes, it's the most like backwards thing in the planet, but it's what happens. And so having, you know, and I would just say, okay, Chris, I, I, my I, kids are nine or 11 and 13, excuse me. So we used to watch a lot more Disney, but that just keeps swimming. It's uh message from finding nemo you know where dory just i don't know if, if you're a disney but it was like basically i was a disney fan back in the day before they became okay. so woke and now want to hurt my okay. children yes okay <laughs> very good point there yes but it it's like just 
show up and I just, I would have to reconnect to that. Are you bringing, you know, are you showing up with your best energy, you know, have a positive intention for the audience that they receive exactly what they need mm-hmm. and then allow myself to also hear the praise that people would say at the end. Cause a lot of times I'd say, Oh, they're just saying that to be nice, which, you know, but when everybody would say, thank you, I got so many breakthroughs or this helped or that helped like really allow yourself to receive that. Mm-hmm. That is so true. You know, so many times we're just like, we uh, wash away the compliments that we're desperately starving for. Yes. And the proof that we're wanting to show that we're actually doing the right thing. We're like, no, that doesn't count. You don't really mean it. You're just saying that. Somebody's paying you to say that. (laughs) All right. Uh, What are your top three tips and strategies for Startup Nation to break through their 100K this year? What do you got? I would, there's so many. And the first one for me would be get out of your house. You know, I, I've jokingly get said Get out this. of your house, Startup Nation. Get out of, Krista, I'm going to be honest with you. Since pandemic, I have done my entire business online and I so miss human interaction. And it yes. turns out it's kind of where my genius is, is face to face with people. Oh. And people tell me all the time and I'm just like, Oh, nah, nah, I'm good. I'm good. And I, I've lost it. So my intention this year is to fly away to conferences and other events. Uh, like I told you, I'm going to see uh, meet Ed Milet. We got a, a big, um, whatever, VIP ticket at the event. So I'll get to sit with him and hang out with him and hopefully create a partnership with something there. And it's like, it's, it's forcing me to go from like zero to 100 because I'm going from literally isolation because I got caught up in it slowly. It was like a drip of poison at a time since the pandemic, if that makes sense. Yes. And I'm so against isolation. I know better, but I found myself kind of stuck in it and almost comfortable like, eh, I don't really want to go meet people. But deep down, I really do. Yes. Oh, so my please gosh, continue. Absolutely. Get out of the house. Yes. Yes. Get out of your house. You know, and then be willing to look for your what I'm going to just call in this moment, your unfair advantage. And what I mean by that is you may have a boatload of cash in the bank that you can invest in, you know, going to these $10,000 masterminds or, you know, or the example you gave earlier. So you can just get out there in that big way. You may have a really powerful network. You may have, you know, a, a skill or expertise that you can leverage in a new way, but ask yourself and really not, don't be afraid to share that and then leverage the heck out of that. Because everybody, you know, I was talking to a mentor um, that I'm actually working with and I said, well, this person did that. And that just is so awesome. And he shared, he said, well, he also had this, this, and this. And I was like, I had no idea about that. We don't know the secret behind the scenes thing. Mm-hmm. And everybody has one, everybody does, or more than one. So be willing to find your unfair advantage. And and maybe it means, you know, working with, you know, people in the manufacturing split or the supply chain management, like I meant earlier, because you have that rich network, leverage it, speak there, go connect with those people, ask them who they know, because that is your fast path to create breakthroughs. And one breakthrough then gives you energy to find the next breakthrough. What is your unfair advantage right now in your business? I would say, well, when I first started, I would say it was definitely the ICF connection because Mm -hmm. I could go right in and I had instant credibility. And right now I would say that it's my expertise and having built a seven figure business, having, you know, done everything wrong, been in business for almost 10 years, 
that's really what I can leverage and serve very confidently from that I could have never, I might've been book smart about that when I first started, but the actual having lived the experience is so different. So yeah, very true. You could speak from a place of authenticity, right? Cause you've, yes. you've felt the pain. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. What What do you think your or feel like your unfair advantage is? Oh, she's interviewing me. Start up. <laughs> she spun it. All right. Let's give it a thought. Let's give it a thought. I have um, the ability when I first meet people uh, within probably sixty seconds um, to identify probably areas where they're stuck or hurt or sad or. Right. Just the problems that they're the unspoken problems they're dealing with, but uh, are afraid to share. And I have this uncanny ability of uh, inviting people in a very safe way uh, to bring that out and share that with me. And then I have a gift of creating possibilities on the spot, you know, just with people's problems. I don't know. It definitely comes from God. It's not from me. Um, but yeah, within seconds, I'm like, have you considered doing this? Have you considered this? Have you? And they're like, what? Yes. No, no, I haven't. Oh my gosh. So I think that's my unfair advantage. Does that serve as one? Oh, absolutely. And knowing that and seeing that allows you to then activate it, you know, in a way that draws your right people to you. Yeah. So get this, right? So I'm going to go meet, uh, Ed Milet. Some of you know, Ed Milet, he's a huge entrepreneur, very successful individual, um, top podcast, all that. So, uh, I was like, I asked my wife, I was like, what do you think I should speak to him about? You know, I want to have the opportunity to sit with him in a VIP, whatever setting. And she goes, well, why don't you point out to him some of the things you saw in some of his marketing, his book or whatever that maybe he doesn't see and call him out on some stuff. Cause you're really good at that just calling people out yeah. and he's a hard charging man just like you so he respects that that's what he looks for like tell me what's real so i can improve stuff and i was like really you want me to do that and she was like yeah why wouldn't you <laughs> and i'm like that's such a cool challenge now either he's gonna he's gonna remember me either way either that he's gonna hate me afterwards <laughs> <laughs> or he's gonna be like i want to partner with you on something like tell me more um, so that, that's interesting, right? So we'll see how that goes. Oh, you'll have to keep us posted. That's very exciting to hear too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, get out of the house, startup nation. Look for your unfair advantage. Was there a third one or we're just going to work those two? Yes. And then the third one that I would have, and this actually was from a client that he shared this with me. Um, and he said, like, he is a big believer in God. And he said that he realized he couldn't play small because it was his job to be a good steward of the gifts he was given. And so what I'm saying and sharing about that is when you shift it from being about you or me, you know, and, and Krista wants all this, whatever, it's really about God working through you and being a good steward of the gifts that he has implanted on your heart, in your brain you know, in your abilities. And it shifts from the ego, making it feel like it's about you or me or, you know, the dollars when it's really about how dare I not show up and, and use what has been given to me as, you know, for a very intentional purpose. Wow. What a different perspective. Yeah. It's, so like, I have to go do this is what you're saying, because this is the calling God put on me. He's equipped me with these gifts and abilities, yeah. and it would be selfish of me 
not to use these. So it's actually our duty, our responsibility to go out there and face that fear and meet those people and yeah. invite them and take action. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. <sighs> and it's, it, it kind of gets you, you moving when you realize oh, it's not about me. <laughs> All right, Krista, what do you do to strengthen and deepen your faith? I am, I guess with me, I've, we've found a really great church here. Um, and so it really is. And one of the things my husband says too, is it's always about talking with God, which was a really big shift for me growing up. I was taught you talk to God when you pray, you know, it's like a one way, but, but really this, this church that we're a part of here really is, um, it feels like that ongoing conversation when we're there. And, and that's to me, very, Filling in my, I'm lucky enough to have many clients who are really strong in their faith. So that comes, you know, to conversations and, um, and just, you know, being in active conversation, I feel like would be the way that I, I keep that strong. Yeah. I think that's awesome. You know, so many times we're just, like you said, it's a one-sided conversation with God and uh, we talk, 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 or ask, 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 and yes. then walk away before he can respond, respond, respond. Yes. <laughs> how, how rude, rude, rude. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's so true. If you wouldn't do that to a stranger, why are you doing that to your maker? Like, you know? Oh, Very man. good point. I yes. used to do that. All right. We're speaking with Krista Martin. You can find her at makeyourmark.com forward slash simplify she's got a special offer for you coming soon all right krista welcome to the hustle round i'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions you'll have about three seconds to answer each don't overthink it it's just for fun it's like a game show without the prizes are you ready i am ready i should slow down when i talk what's your favorite thing about owning your own business freedom up to get the kids at school go to their you know events my daughter was in a spelling bee in the middle of the day last week you know and, and to be able to to prioritize that absolutely yeah. so cool what's your least favorite thing oh is that many times it'll follow me into the evening or the weekend if i'm not careful that with the job it was more encapsulated in those hours so i have to be super intentional about that I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of the human condition. What are you currently challenged with right now, either professionally or personally? Professionally, I'm going through what I would say a loving transition. <laughs> I've called it creative destruction where we we built, <laughs> and that's my, my PC spin on it. We built really big things. We kind of let our boundaries slip. We expanded who our ideal client was, started offering, expanding our offerings. So in a very unsexy way, I would say our business became bloated. Mm -hmm. And so over the last year, I've been chiseling away and really getting back to what brings joy. Mm -hmm. And so that's the creative destruction is like, what is the the 20% that I need to keep here and the 80% that that isn't really serving? or And a lot of that was from the hustle, hustle, hustle that I wanted to leave behind, behind, behind. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, go, go. <laughs> Listen, that's so good what you're saying right there. And I think your business is going to prosper even more this year as a result of uh, just leaning everything up and getting back to how you built this company. You know, yeah. what's that 20% that's making the 80% difference right now? You know, and really just put your 80% into that. What are you most afraid of? Ooh, 
Um, I used to would have said that I was afraid of failure, but now I get excited about it because I'm like, okay, that didn't work. So I'm most afraid of, okay, this is what comes up for me is working and missing my kids growing up, like not being as present. Like that would be a major regret for me. Got it. That's good. Yeah. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in this business? Hiding. <laughs> I didn't realize it was hiding, but I was stop sending the email. hiding, Startup Nation. Yes. All right, Startup Nation, I'm going to commit to you. I'm going to stop hiding this year. I'm getting out. I already got two flights booked, right? One for January and one for March. And I'm going to fill in the rest of the months, okay? I'm getting out. And I know. Good things are going to come my way. Great opportunities because I'm taking that action. You can too. Go get it. All right. What secret fear do you have about people? Secret fear? Is about that what you said? people. Oh, um, I don't know. That's so, that's really, I, I would say a bizarre question in that. <laughs> so I think you will take that. You're fired. Comment. You are I fired. <laughs> I'm trying to think. It's not like I, I feel like um, I guess if, if I had to say something, it would be that my fear is that they will let their head trash run the show, you know, and, and not have a chance to do the things that actually put them in the fetal position on the in a ball on the side of their desk. That would uh, be. Yeah, that's real. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? that that failure isn't really failure that it's it's just feedback and information failure is fun failure is fun let's go what's a new habit you're going to create this year um i would say making sure my day is ended at 3 p.m 3 like p.m like my work day yes yeah that's awesome and then the rest is family right yes absolutely beautiful what's a bad habit you're going to break this year I feel like it relates to that too, in that it was the overworking that happened from just overgiving, mm-hmm. and um, so so really the bad habit was I know it kind of ties into that one, but it was working too much and also letting my ego drive our hiring decisions or decisions that we made in the business versus how does it compare to everybody else when it's like I don't care how it compares to everybody else, you know this there is what's aligned for us. That's a bad habit to break right there. Yep. Yeah. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Ooh, okay. I'm going to say the ones that come up, I would say, ooh, and they're all A's. That's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, this is like Marketing, magic. Marketing, baby. <laughs> yes. Authentic, alive, and adventure. Those are the three yeah, that came up. Yeah, that's cool. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in this business. Oh, another A word is afraid. Um small so we're getting away and um i guess that belief feels important like i had the belief mm-hmm. but it was kind of came and went yep so I was, and last question krista if you could come back to life after you died look your family and friends your husband your kids in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about true success in life and business what would you say to them Oh, I just pictured that as you were saying that. I mean, this is going to sound so cheesy and so cliche, but I would say follow your heart. Like your heart is is the measure, not anything else. 
Yeah, very good. This is the opportunity where you get to give Startup Nation a homework assignment for this week. What is one action they must take if they want to hit their six figures this year? I would challenge them to get out and talk to at least 10 people that they have not shared with their business or shared with them what they're doing and to ask them the magic question after they share that, who do you know that I should connect with? And be willing to see and receive the the opportunities and breakthroughs that come from that. Mm. Can I give them a bonus homework to one more? You know, I think you can. Go okay. ahead. Okay, thank you. And then the other one is go find people that are gathering your client in groups. Okay, so is that going to be associations? It could be. I like associations, but it, I mean, people gather in masterminds like you shared earlier. It could be a million different places. But if you go just to look up associations, so you have a place to start, go find associations that gather your person and start seeing how you can offer value to them. All right, Startup Nation, there you go. All right. Did you enjoy the show with Krista? If you did, would you go write her a five-star review, an honest review, and tell her what you thought? Tell her about the value that uh, she added to your life. I know she'll go and read those reviews because she wants to find one about her. She wants to see her name in lights. Name in lights. Let's go. Who doesn't see their name in lights? All right. Uh, If we like what you write, uh, we'll go ahead and read it live on the show like I'm about to do with handle Mayor Sir. Mayor Sir, thank you for your five-star review. Uh, They wrote, it's great to hear everyone's first 100K stories. I really like listening to these first 100K stories. The beginning of a business is some of the most exciting times, and this keeps that uh, in front of my mind. So that's awesome. Thank you, Mayor Sir, for your five-star review. Uh, Startup Nation, go write yours now. Krista, where does Startup Nation go to find out more about you or get your awesome offer? The best place would be, I mean, you can find out details on my website, but if you go to makeyourmark.com and then forward slash simplify, you're going to get the guide that shows you exactly where to focus, what systems, strategies you need at every level of your business. So you can do it in the right order and save a bunch of time. So makeyourmark.com forward slash simplify. All right. We've been speaking with Krista Martin. Krista, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life. Thank you. You as well. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on of bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. 
If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids, we lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.